trying to think of a good way to open this up because we were ranting about stuff off mic. Um, so we're finally back at Fifty Shades Freed. This is our last movie in the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy. Trilogy, yeah. <laughs> this is real horror show, by the way. Yeah, by the way, it's real horror show, and that's Sam and I'm Stormy. What up? <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> this movie was the worst of the three. Yeah. It, it was. I, I don't know what happened in this movie. I agree. Um, <laughs> but I guess that's kind of a good thing because I'm less mad at both characters in this one. They seem to be on their best behavior. Yeah. Yeah. That too. I, there's so much I want to talk to you about. I can't wait. I'm, I mean, I'm sad it's over, but I'm glad it's ended. <laughs> yeah. Finally, uh, 50 Shades Freed of this movie. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Ha, you like that? Yeah. Uh, so Fifty Shades Freed is a 2018 American erotic romantic drama film directed by James Foley and written by Niall, Niall Leonard and based on E.L. James' 2012 novel of the same name. It is the third and final installment of the Fifty Shades film series. The film stars Dakota Johnson and Jamie Dornan as Anastasia Steele and Christian Grey, respectively, and follows the couple as they marry and must deal with Anna's former boss who begins to stalk them. So interestingly enough, apparently the principal photography for this movie began at the exact same time uh, as Fifty Shades Darker. So mm. they were more or less made at the same time. Interesting. Which okay. I can I can see because it picks up pretty much right away. It does. Yeah. It definitely does. Uh, and breaking it right on down into acting. Yep, let's go, let's just go. <laughs> I think Christian and Anna had the least amount of chemistry out of all three films in this one. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Both of them were just really phoning it in because this was the end and honestly, I'm sure they were over it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, with their, <laughs> there's so much, I don't know if this goes in characters or elsewhere, but I just want to talk about the fact that she basically married a stranger because they got married and she made a joke about pregnancy. And then she, she literally was like, you want to have kids, right? It's like, girl, these are conversations you need to have while you're dating. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, that goes for anybody else out there who hasn't had that discussion with their significant other but plan to marry uh, because you might be, you know, surprised to see what they have to say. But even in that kind of a conversation, Sam, like it was just not, it wasn't even a big deal. But the biggest emotion was when Anna got mad that one time and she like swore at him when she was getting dressed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's it. Everything else was fucking not a big deal in this movie at all. Nothing. <laughs> this was the most anticlimactic end to any film franchise I have ever seen. And that includes Twilight. Twilight was really dramatic <laughs> the ending to say the least the filmmakers behind breaking dawn part one and part two made mm -hmm. a very smart decision with that fake out battle because yeah. if you've read the novel breaking dawn you know that there was no battle 
in that novel. So that was a very anticlimactic, boring ending to a book series. But because of that, the filmmakers made the wise decision to shock audiences and rip off Carlisle's head. Yeah. And like in that, in that fight, oh, so many big characters do die. Mm-hmm. And um, that it was very ballsy of them um, to have that. And also very cool to do the fake out. And so it did raise the stakes at the very end there. But this had nothing. <laughs> no, like I said, Sam, the vibe of this movie was like, nothing was a big deal. Like nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, office, her promotion. She's just like, oh, wow that's great. You know what I mean? Like girl. Awesome. Um, and then same with Chris. Yeah. Speaking of her job, I think my favorite moment of her being head of a publishing division or whatever the fuck she's doing these days yeah. is she's giving like feedback on their project. And she says to someone, uh, by the way, make the font two points larger in the hardback. Yeah. What does that mean? Like, I get what it means, but what does the font look like? You can't right, just... I know. We have, our masters are in publishing and we took a book design class and I'm reteaching myself book design as we speak. Yeah. You can't just like increase the font and nothing else. Yes, yes, right? Um, And so that's very interesting, especially since like, it seemed like they were closing on the project and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, by the way, last minute thing, but let the printer know that like everything they printed, no go. Increase the, you know what I mean? Like, girl, like it doesn't fucking work that way, dude. Because so. there's line spacing and letter spacing to get the flow of text right on the page. Oh, absolutely. And, and making sure the say, line breaks are right. When you say font, like what does the font look like? That matters, people, because what does it look like? Is it a serif? Is it sans serif? Is it going to work two points bigger? So all of these things. Um, so <laughs> it's always was so interesting. Point, yeah. Was there a point where someone said some shit like, oh, Anna, or just Anna say it about herself where people think that she just got this job because Christian like gave it to her and she has like no idea what she's doing. <laughs> Not to her face, but she does feel that way at the beginning when he's like, there's no Anna Gray working at this publishing right. press. And she's yeah. like, I want to make sure they know I got here on my own. And it's been a year since we watched 50 Shades Darker, but I'm pretty sure she got the job yeah. because she had one good idea. Yes. She went she from did. being an assistant to the director of an imprint, basically. Yeah. And she is also, they gave her the promotion to like head of like fiction editing. I'm just like, wow. And they were like, yeah, you weren't even here. And I was like, how the fuck did that work? (laughs) Like without having one outside candidate being considered, that's like not how it works. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway. So yeah. um, Anyway, she has a great new promotion and she has a great this. And I don't remember how the old office looked, but I guess this new one is better. And then, okay. So we should talk about Christian. Yeah, I was about to say, let's talk about Christian, <laughs> Mr. 50. I like Jamie Dornan a lot. I said in the mini show, I watched him in Barb and Star visit Vista mm-hmm. Del Mar. And he's like, so great. And he I is. still think he's great in this. Is he a great Dom though? No, no not at all. I forgot he was a Dom. I thought, yeah. That's that's not a attack against Jamie Dornan. It's just he has these big doe-like eyes and he's not 
intimidating at all like you expect a dom to be yeah he's actually act, and I don't know if you felt this way he's very from, submissive yeah he's very submissive but he's acting like this goes alongside that but he's acting like really like man child tm material mm-hmm. in this one for like no reason like he's suddenly like you know what i mean and i feel like a dom should just like know what to do in all aspects of life but he's like oh, i know what to do with you know eroticism but like i can't make dinner you know what i mean like that why like you should just know what to do <laughs> can we skip ahead to that end scene where he's making dinner yes that red sauce or whatever he was cooking was not burnt at all <laughs> no because he was like pushing it on the thing and he's like oh fuck it and I was like I guess they're trying to tell me it's burnt to the pan but it's clearly looks fine <laughs> so like he doesn't even know what he's doing so he thinks it's like uh, and I, if I were Anne, I'd be like dude like what is happening <laughs> what is happening what is my life <laughs> Like she married that guy. Like, what is your life, Anna? You didn't know he mm-hmm. couldn't fucking cook and doesn't want to have kids. Way to go. But yeah, Jamie Dornan, love interest in a romantic comedy. Belfast, I think he starred in. I haven't seen it yet, but that's an Oscar nominated movie. I'm sure he's fabulous in all of those roles. Oh, but as a dominant, dominant character, child. <laughs> he doesn't have those vibes. No. It's just, he's too cute. That too, his face is too soft. Yeah, he's got Did, these big doe eyes and a charming yeah. smile. Tell me what you think about this, Sam, because I'm sure you maybe had this thought once. Um, but whenever Anna got her personal bodyguard people, she always had that really cute Christian gray. <laughs> you know what I mean? He has a super angular face. I don't know. I just constantly compare Christian to other men. Yeah. Henry, a Henry Cavill type would be great for Christian Grey. Yeah. Or even, um, uh, let me look up the guy's name, but it's someone of that caliber, you know, like that's who I picture because they're just so big. Jamie Mm -hmm. Dornan isn't that big of a man. He's tall, but he's not like an enormous dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, who is this guy I'm thinking of? He was in Army Hammer, who's enormous. Yes. (laughs) and very handsome (laughs) army hammer who's also been in hot water because of uh abuse allegations and potential cannibalism so (laughs) i forgot about that you might be you might be onto something with the dom vibes because like if you read those dms with like the fucking cannibal shit he wants to cook your ribs and eat them duh i mean geez and that's as dom as you (laughs) You can get man seriously yeah. and jamie jordan's like we can cook pasta <laughs> so this would have been a great role for army hammer back in oh his heyday before all that came out <laughs> that poor dude could you oh my god wow i didn't even mean to do that <laughs> yeah so much so many other things have happened that i have occupied yeah. my space now i think wow. a lot of people have forgotten the uh, abuse and cannibal allegations against army hammer and uh, he's actually in a movie coming out soon, Death on the Nile. Oh, I see. People that were the Christie thing. Yeah, people yeah. were wondering if that movie was coming out because of everything that went down with Army Hammer, but they're moving forward with it. I see. Okay. So I guess we'll see so, what happens there. That makes me mad because they moved on with him, but they didn't do. They like stopped all projects for um, Johnny Kevin Spacey. Oh. Yeah, I'm trying it up too. 
Yeah, I don't really miss Kevin Spacey. Really? I yeah. have an unpopular. I, I miss him of um, House of Cards got without him. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. Anyway, Army Hammer, wow. Yeah, it, but you can't unsee it. <laughs> it's a hard when you like an actor and then you find out like what a horrible, horrible piece of shit they are. Yeah, doesn't that suck? Oh god. Yeah. But it, it they are acting people, so that's not really how they are. <laughs> you love their character, but not themselves. Mm-hmm. So um can we talk really quickly about quite exists because they all had four lines, but I want to talk about the like ex-boss guy who's like crazy, Hyde. What okay, so it was him, it was the same actor the whole time because I feel like a damn fool right now. When I looked at that guy, because it's been a year since we watched the other one, and I was like, why does he look so familiar? And it's not because of 50 shades, it's because of something else. So Jack Hyde, who they make look absolutely fucking awful in this show, Sam. He's in another show, which is one of my favorite shows called The Nick, which was on, or like Cinemax. And it's about the 1900s and like surgeons making these huge medical discoveries in America. Really cool stuff. And this amazing, handsome surgeon. And they really make him look really bad in all three movies because I didn't even recognize the man so he's shit in these movies but what I'm trying to say is I I adore the man because uh he has such range you know what I mean mm-hmm. so even this guy if when I send you this picture Sam can you picture him as Christian Gray because he's bigger than Jamie Dornan maybe he's just like he's another enormous man so that's a lot to say about that but let me show you how he looks in the Nick. Any other characters that did something exciting? Uh, Lexi from the Vampire Diaries is in this movie. Oh my God. When she walked on, I was like, oh, Vampire Diaries, yes girl. She's so pretty. And why do they talk about her boobs so much? They looked just normal size to me. The fuck is that about? <laughs> like that was a weird conflict that wasn't actually a conflict. Yeah. And yes, in any was. sense. Anna like threatens her because she's flirty with Christian and then we're led to think that Christian's brother is having an affair with her but no none of that matters (laughs) it doesn't matter at all oh my gosh here I'm gonna send this image to you in the chat I think he looks really nice here but he has like very light hair naturally I think Um, he looks very good so yeah that didn't fucking matter she seems like a really cool lady, mm. um, but she was she was like you know being like a, over the top with Christian. But um, other than that, the only other reason she was there was to create that conflict. But she was clearly helping the man pick out an engagement ring because she's a designer of not only homes but rings. Mm-hmm. Totally for that work, you can design. Fuck she, but she's always so pretty. In fact, I love her because I, I consider her a screen queen. She was in a really great movie with Emily Browning called The Uninvited. Mm-hmm. And it's like a late 2000s horror movie. And she's a bit younger, but she's still so pretty because she has her very prominent cheekbones and chin. She has a really round cheeks. And uh, oh, I just, I love to see her. So yeah, very cool. I don't think there's much else to talk about because like you said, everyone else only has four lines. So let's get down into story because I want to talk about their Aspen trip where they're out with all their friends. 
<laughs> and the ice cream scene. But oh my God. not so much the ice cream scene, like the ice cream part of it. But when you're staying at an Airbnb with multiple people, how mm-hmm. rude is it to fuck in the kitchen? Sam, I literally, <laughs> I wish we watched this together because um, I said that out loud to myself whenever they were having sex on the um, the kitchen table and she knocks like the thing on the floor. I was like, if I was there, I'd be pissed because I would be awake. The whole house is quiet. And she's like, I don't care what they think. And I'm just like, listen, I would be pissed. I would be pretty pissed. And I'd be like, oh, I don't want to go on a hike because I couldn't sleep last night for some reason. You know what I mean? So it's, it's actually very fucking annoying of Anna to be that annoying bitch because she like can't control herself. But like, like you have a bedroom. You do. And it's really nicer than the table. And I know they were trying to make it out to be erotic because they were um, having sex in a different place, which was supposed to make it exciting. So therefore, just that element alone be exciting enough for you to take it to the bedroom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, agreed. <laughs> Fuck, fucking pissed. Like it's the <laughs> kitchen. It is a communal space for everyone. Gross. What if his sister needed to get up and get a glass of water? What if everybody else wanted to have ice cream in the middle of the night couldn't fucking sleep? I've no, yeah. Not everyone's going to be fucking in the kitchen. That's some bullshit. That's like, not realistic. When you're sharing a space, communal yeah. spaces are off limits for sex. Unless like no one else yes. is in the house at the time, in which case, uh, yes. go for it. <laughs> but when everybody else is yeah, sleeping. Yeah, go for it because that's... <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Was he in all 50 shades? I'm oh. sorry. I'm back to the guy. Um, I don't I remember him being in the first one, but he might've been. I'm it's been two back. years since we watched the first one. It has been. Oh my God, Sam. I don't know if he was in the other two and that's why I didn't recognize him, Sam. I'm going to go and look deeper into this because I was like, why didn't I notice it was him before? Because yeah. it wasn't fucking him. Okay. Continue on while I take a look at this Jack Hyde. So the movie begins with their wedding. So we don't have any conflict regarding that. That's just the opening scene. They're happy. They go on their honeymoon. They're still happy except for when Anna rolls over in her sleep and her tits are out. (laughs) That was like... (laughs) Wait, no, continue on. Because there's a whole thing you and I needed to talk about, about Anna being topless for most of the movie for no reason it was worse it was worse than the second one like she was topless so much in this movie it it was more than needed Mm -hmm. it was more than needed more than necessary like scenes where they're just arguing she's topless in yeah that is um that was what like rubs me the wrong way is like okay so she's topless in the beginning because they're on their honeymoon at like a nude beach or something and she wants to take her her shirt off and I was like well that's fine that's that's fine and they show her boobs and I was like okay well that's fine because it's 50 shades so now we're rated our territory and then she's just like topless sleeping and I was like okay that's fine and then you're right Sam we get to the fucking fight and they're fighting but I can't focus on her anger because her boobs are out Mm -hmm. and like it's just strange it's very strange the thing (laughs) that gets me about the amount of female nudity in the 50 shades of 
Grey trilogy is Mm -hmm. these movies are made with a female audience in mind. So it's weird. I don't know. It's just weird that the female (laughs) body is so much more sexualized still than the man's body. I know. I wanted to talk to you about this specifically. And there's, there's an argument to be made like in TV shows where women can just be topless because women are just topless sometimes and it doesn't have to be sexual but it's just so weird when it's supposed to be a serious argument that they're having and Anna's just standing there tits out like yelling at him she's like you fucked up Christian because you called the woman who you fucked and it, it was the whole thing was very awkward actually because now he did like reach out to that lady and I forgot about what even happened to her and they said that she was like in jail or is that wrong I don't even remember I don't remember because they pack so much stuff into these movies but they also do. all the stuff is very dull it's hard um anyway Yes. So I don't like, I didn't like that because I thought it was very out of place. I mean, you can put her in her lingerie, which is cool, but like don't have her boobs out because like, I wouldn't want to have my boobs out if I was fighting. I'd be like, give me a minute. Not that, not that David and I fight or anything, but (laughs) if we're fighting, I'm not not that you're ever naked in front of him, Sam. (laughs) I'm not going to have my boobs out. The first thing I'm going to do if we're fighting is put the boobs away. Right. The first thing I'm going to say is like, okay, excuse me. I like, because an aspect of fighting would be like forcing them to not look at your naked body because you're mad. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's just my opinion though. Um, Other people may see it differently, but I, I agree with you, Sam. It just didn't sit Mm -hmm. right with me. It was super fucking awkward. Oh, and Um, then we got an edging scene, which was weird. Can we talk about that? Because all right, I want to because talk about- Anna still doesn't yeah. get how BDSM works. <laughs> yes, yeah, I I was actually kind of confused at what was happening because um, you know, she, Christian was mad at her and he was kind of like gonna take it out, which is going to give them both sexual pleasure um, without having a fight about anything. Um, and I guess that would be their outlet for something like that. And that can be something that's healthy, but then Anna, um, like freaks the fuck out. And I didn't know why she did that until she was like, you're just doing that because it's revenge, not love. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) That's an aspect of like BDSM culture. I'm not an expert on it or anything, so I won't try and pretend to be, but like that's a big part of it is the sub acts bratty or whatever and then they get quote unquote punished but it's not really a punishment because both parties are into it right and she was feeling good even when he stopped it wasn't like he was beginning to hurt her like in the other films but she like freaked out and I was like he was he was edging her and I guess they've never done that before because they've never even had the are we having kids discussion before (laughs) They never had the discussion of what does BDSM stand for, Christian? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I just want to point out, because I remembered, she hasn't been with any other men before. Christian is her one and only. <sighs> yes. Yeah, so Christian is her one and only. So that's her only experience with any type of sexual, like sexuality. So at this point, she only knows what she likes from being with him and having that kind of sex. 
Um, but don't forget, Sam, that in the beginning they do like have you know non BDSM sex and like mm-hmm. you know he and he, with like, that allows, she's being yeah. bratty. Like I know she had some bratty moments there that would warrant a spanking, but mm-hmm. because yeah, the but writers the, don't mm-hmm. fucking get what BDSM is. Yeah, and that part like made me confused a lot when she was like saying like you know like stop 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 like this is you know like you're doing this to like make me feel pun like that but that is the point sam that's why i can't really wrap my head around it (laughs) it just didn't make any sense the fuck (laughs) i mean i guess you could say well she wasn't intentionally trying to be bratty to him to warrant a punishment but I don't know. It's weird because this movie is really just bad at showing the aspects of what a healthy BDSM relationship is supposed to look like. Right. And I also want to bring up the fact that um, just like in general, if you are interested in that type of like eroticism with the edging, that's something that can actually then more pleasure instead of just rushing you know to be finished so she is being extremely bratty (laughs) in that aspect because she's not allowing herself to feel the full pleasure Mm -hmm. um because she just in a fucking rush right (laughs) yes so um can we also talk about sam the fact that there wasn't a lot of sex in this movie do you notice that i feel like there was a lot of sex really well, I was trying to compare it to the other two where there was like a sex scene every 20 minutes. You know, you know how I like Maybe remember? I'm just conflating with the fact that she was naked so much in this movie with just sex. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because the sex in the other movies, I was able to recall it because every time there was a love scene, there was like a pop song. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, how many pop songs have I heard so far? I'm like, not that many. And then the latter half of the movie became more of like, an action movie and yes uh, yeah because uh i guess um hyde has it out for the gray family because he and christian were in the same foster home together and he was like a foster kid yeah (laughs) and so he feels personally victimized that the grays adopted christian and not him yeah as one would (laughs) Mm -hmm. he kidnaps rita aura and demands five million dollars which Anna provides and he still like beats the shit out of her and yep. she's like in a coma for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, Sam, I need to talk to you about that a lot because I don't know if this belongs in um, production or not, but uh, he doesn't like kick her in the head. He kicks her in the stomach one time, mm-hmm. but then like, she's still pregnant. Yeah. She's still pregnant, but something but he didn't hit her in the head and she didn't fall on that side of so something weird happened where they were like oh let's give her a head injury but we forgot to film her getting a head injury yeah yeah so and the baby is fine but that was a massive kick and I I honestly thought she was it we haven't even touched on the twilight fan fiction that is she is pregnant in the final installment because she forgot her depo shot and depo shot when you have a standing appointment monthly yeah that's what i'm really confused about (laughs) because i did i never got the depo shot when i was considering birth control options one of my college friends said don't get the depo shot i gained 70 pounds because of it 
Oh my God. Like, but yeah, we know about the depo shot though. Like as a woman, yeah. you know. And it's a standing appointment. And I assume they call you a day oh, before yeah. to remind I, you. I assume that when you walk out of your appointment, you have an appointment card in your hand and they do call you before, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's important to not miss it. So um. she gets pregnant and just like <laughs> Edward, Christian is not happy about it. Oh my God. Yeah. He, he based, yeah. <laughs> she might love the baby more than him. Yeah, he basically like turns into a little bitch boy and just like cries about it and goes out and gets drunk. And this is where things get weird because he like, instead of going out with his brother or like his sister who were just like around, he goes out with that lady who was like his weird mistress and, and sexually yeah. abused. But like, why is he still, if he's so traumatized, why does he still contact her? Like, I don't understand. And he always they needed complain. drama. I know he's like I complain about my life because it was really traumatic but like I'm gonna call her <laughs> which it's not even that much drama because they resolved the issue with one topless fight I know yeah she was like well Christian I'm really mad at you and after after Anna's coma he's ready to commit he's ready to be a father and then yeah when she's on the brink of death he's able to think think it over and get some good uh you know a advice from his stepmom <laughs> and then once he's home once they're both home he's cooking dinner and they have an envelope with information about Hyde and how they're connected and he's like I was too young to remember and I'm like that child in that picture is seven years old you have the ability to create memories at seven years old uh, yeah honestly you're right Sam and I think that's a bullshit but also like I can conflict that Jack Hyde would have, but also it's so far out of left field and it happened way too late because I feel like they shoehorned in the helicopter crash incident being like mm -hmm. on purpose. Did you get that vibe yeah. too? They really oh. shoehorned it in. It was like a throwaway line. They think the uh, helicopter was tampered with. Before <gasps> right. And I was like, that's not true. It was just to create tension in the other movie. So Anna would want to be with Christian more. Like, I don't know. I just think that's some fucking bullshit. <laughs> and um, books. So I don't know if that's actually true. <laughs> yeah. I, I've never read the books. But also with the information they received about Jack Hyde, there's also a letter saying they found his mother's grave. And I'm like, why would that be in the folder with the information about Jack Hyde? Yes, that, that that absolutely would not be there because like, first of all, like she said it like, oh, it looks like they finally discovered it. Like why, what, like, was it missing? Like, was mm -hmm. it lost? Like, it didn't look like it was. It was in a regular old graveyard nearby. So like, it, it was just very bizarre, but they're like, we need to give Christian closure so he can be a good father and like this is the only way to do it because he's still mad at his dead mother you know what I mean so it was just whatever and <laughs> it was a lot <laughs> so they visit her grave and he lays flowers on it and then they go home and just like in Breaking Dawn we have a little montage of their love story oh my god don't they have a montage in the other two movies or like one of them and I swear it's so ridiculous and it's like thanks I forgot everything that happened Thank they you might have me. They could have totally done that when he proposed to her in the second movie. Yeah, they there there definitely was one somewhere. And I remember us joking about like, oh, thanks for having the montage because I forgot. <laughs> uh, and then I'm a dumbass. So I 
closed out out of the movie when it ended with them in the red room yeah and I was like wait is she still pregnant so I looked up on the wikipedia the plot summary of the movie and I Mm -hmm. missed the mid-credit scene where they have their son and she's pregnant with their second child oh no I exited out too right when the credits started Sam and I was like well if there's any other scene I fucking missed it so I'm so glad you looked it up three years later they're a happy little family (laughs) with two kids okay excellent yeah oh my god cool why don't they just I don't know why they do that shit just time to wait around to see if there's any more you know so stop it movie people stop that yeah I blame Marvel movies oh do they do that kind of thing I, I know the end scene credits is a thing but like you know what type of movies are supposed to have that mm-hmm. 50 shades is not the final installment we don't need that shit just like put it at the end if it's important enough you don't need to like do a smash cut back to it halfway through the credits like we're, we're good yeah oh my god it was dumb i think that cover story i can't remember much else that happened because this movie is so anticlimactic and the screenplay is, is kind of i wouldn't say all over the place like the second movie yeah it's definitely a lot more linear mm-hmm. oh i will bring this up did you notice that the house he bought her mm-hmm. is the house they looked at when they were on the boat in the second movie yes because she does say like he says like do you recognize she's like I recognize this house and he said that like you looked at it and I remember when they were on the boat she did look at like an enormous house in the distance like I love that house and he's like well I bought it but also people I know that when you get married like you could do fabulous things with lots of money but purchasing an estate is a conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter how surprising or how much money you may have like you got to talk about it you got yeah. to <laughs> and I think it's still a huge issue with their relationship is he keeps secrets from her and like I'm having my whole family bodyguarded because of a stalker who is your ex-boss who tried to rape you last movie yeah yeah um and like I know that for some individuals they may be thinking okay well like you know my partner has secrets but there's a difference between like privacy and like secrets okay and Christian has secrets but also she I'm always gonna say this she married a stranger Mm -hmm. and you don't know where your partner stands on huge issues that involve you and your body like childbearing you married a fucking stranger. <laughs> so <Yeah>. sorry. <laughs> you don't know what edging is and you're in a BDSM relationship. Even if you're in a sexual relationship that you want to do more things in the bedroom, you don't even have to be in a BDSM to, to know what that means. Okay. Um, and I, like, I know it's just a movie, but a real human person thought this was real when they wrote it, you know? So it's problematic and it's still problematic. And it's so anticlimactic that it's just (laughs) absolutely not even a big deal. Yeah, not even a big deal. Um, The only other big event that happened in the movie was Christian's brother proposed to his girlfriend, but like they were trying to make that big drama that like, oh, he sleeps around. He slept with every girl in Seattle. Bless you. (laughs) And he's going to sleep with that girl. 
I was like, oh, he seems all right to me. Can we talk about what a shitty friend Anna is for knowing he might be sleeping around and not telling her friend just because her husband is like, well, it's none of our business. Bitch, she was friends with her before she met you and your family. Yeah, seriously. Like, because of Anna, like, that's why he's getting engaged because that's her friend. So, yeah, I would be pissed. Um, yeah, but Anna's like, well, I have to do anything Christian says. Um, and, and uh, I, I think that's basically it. They do get engaged and that's fabulous. And, and her brother has a little bit more personality because he like smiles sometimes and, you know, makes it funny mm-hmm. every once in a while. But, um, uh, and then Christian, they're trying to like make him more of a, a, they're making him a character with more depth, but it's not working because they're like, well, how can we give someone more depth? And they're like, let's have him play the piano and sing a song mm-hmm. and have it be a surprise to his family. And, uh, yeah. And that was like, Ooh, that's a, that's pop- another twilight parallel is, uh, um, oh, yeah. he started, Edward started playing the piano again when he met Bella. Yeah. But you know what? That's the key word, Sam is again, because he already knew how to play and he's a vampire so he could perfect his skill. But then whenever fucking, I don't know he could sing or like, I don't know he knew what a piano was, but here he is playing the piano and singing a song. And it was very awkward. And Jamie and, uh, Dornan was not actually romantic sings. or sexy. Did he play the piano for real in that scene? Yeah, Jamie um, Dornan I, is actually a really good singer. He also has a big love ballad in Barb and Star. So. Is Barb and Star like a movie he's in? A show? A, a show. A, a movie. It's a comedy. Oh, it's a comedy. <laughs> yeah. I describe it as, um, I say that it scratched the hole or the itch that was left. Scratched by, the- <laughs> it filled the hole that Austin oh, Powers go. 4 Got it. was never able to fill because Austin Powers 4 never happened. Oh, I see there's like big comedy names like Kristen Wiig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Wait, I I have something else I have to say. I'm trying to remember um, what I was going to say about um, Jamie Dornan, but th- this probably is in back in character. But can we talk about how um, he like his BDSM outfit is like jeans? Yes. Like <laughs> is that like normal? I'm going to guess. So let's consider what the core fan base of 50 shades of gray is. It okay. is absolutely our Midwestern aunts who have been married for 35 years. <laughs> yeah. So yes, his BDSM <laughs> uniform is a, well, I would love to look at a man with some jeans and no shirt. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Wow, you're take, right. That'll take them back to their youth of seeing fine young men shirtless in jeans working on their tractors or some <laughs> shit. Yeah, working on the tractors because just it's just farm boys. <laughs> so that's why his face is so... Well, actually, you know what? When you think about men like that, I don't think of men with like a very soft face like Christians. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway... Um, did we, did we end up talking about the ice cream and the ice cream scene? We did not, but that was absolutely disgusting and I never want to see it again. I don't mean to insult anyone who enjoys that. That's part of their kink or whatever, but I was disgusted. (laughs) 
I was also disgusted and I'm really glad because listeners don't know this, but um, Sam was so disgusted. Sometimes we get so disgusted. We just have to message each other before the podcast. And she messaged me and like said the ice cream scene with like a throw up barfy emoji face. And I was like, oh my God, Sam, I felt the same way. Um, and if you haven't seen the ice cream scene, you can look it up, but it's just the issue is she's eating ice cream in the middle of the night, which a bothers me because that means you should probably brush your teeth before you go back to bed. So one, I'm bothered already because of like that little thing. Next, she puts the ice cream like on his chest, like a little bit on his collarbone and that's okay. But then she fucking takes it too far. and <laughs> She puts the ice cream all over his chest hair and it's disgusting because it's the it's not not like ice so therefore it's gonna be sticky Mm -hmm. ew (laughs) like who wants to do that and have oh maybe it would have been erotic (laughs) if it was done by two actors who had any kind of chemistry with one another yeah but no this is just it came out of nowhere because I thought she was like not being able to sleep because she was like you know having a lot of thoughts in her head but she's like no I just want to have sex with Christian oops I'm gonna add ice cream into the mix like oh it's just it just didn't work for me at all not at all I hated it I yeah there were there weren't a lot of sex scenes Sam there maybe like three um and then there were like attempted sex scenes like in the shower when she was going to touch him but like he said no so things like that happened as well also i consider the bdsm scene with the edging not a sex scene because they didn't like you know finish uh so i would just consider that like a nude like scene a little bit okay yeah so that but that's me i don't know how it's actually critiqued but okay i think we really covered like everything we could in story yeah. So production, one nice thing I will say is this movie does have a beautiful score. The score was done by Danny Elfman. All the movies have wonderful scores. I'm not talking about the soundtrack because the soundtracks are just top 40 (laughs) pop songs that kind of fit the mood, but not really. Um, But the actual score of the movie is quite nice. And Danny Elfman did a very good job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm so glad you said that because listeners, like, if you've watched the movie, you probably didn't notice the score, but you've noticed the soundtrack, which is, yep, all the pop songs that play when they kiss. Love me like you do, love me like you do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like the, one of the songs is in, like, maybe the first or second movie, um, but, uh, yeah, it was just like songs that were just like, okay, I didn't even know any of them, <laughs> but like, I'm not cool. So uh, other than that production, again, everything looks cool. They have really big, spacious rooms. They have mm-hmm. a lot of money. They look nice. Um, but uh, there's nothing spectacular. Oh, wait, production. We, we can't forget the, I know this sounds like something silly to forget, but there's a huge action car chase in the middle yeah. of the movie. And <laughs> on, in other podcasts that have reviewed oh, this yeah. movie, they point this out yeah. a lot that there's no way that car chase could have happened mm-hmm. during that time of day in Seattle because the roads would have been too busy and too crowded. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because it's in the middle of the afternoon and they're driving 
in like a two lane one-way traffic road or like however many lanes it is and um yeah it would have been like very dangerous so yeah she, but like you know she's driving around really fast and she's having a lot of fun the car is chasing them trying to get around this big giant truck with logs and like that could have killed them or the other people it was just very dangerous so i don't know but it was also like out of place dangerous um and i want to let you know that if this was filmed in seattle this where they're doing the car chase looks just like downtown pittsburgh mm -hmm. and i'm convinced that it might be um but uh other than that after they have the car chase she's like oh i think we lost in the car too because it was such a quick quickie that I like kind of forgot mm -hmm. um but yeah that's when the whole thing started to become an action movie <laughs> because then like you know we have the car scene and the car chase because they're getting chased by her ex-boss but then he like actually kidnaps and then a ransom is happening so all these kidnapping action movie elements come through in the last 30 minutes of the movie, which is very awkward. Um, and it raises the tension, but also everything is very anticlimactic because um, all of it could have been, like she could have gotten caught or killed at any moment because like, they're like, don't bring your phone. Her phone was in the money bag, but if they had checked the money bag, like she would have got beat, you know, I don't know, all these things, they should have checked her for a gun. She had a gun on her. So no one did their part correctly for either party. Okay, no. the kidnapper or the kidnappee. Nobody did the right thing. Yeah. Uh, that's all, that's all I gotta say. My rant is over. Yeah, so um, I'm glad we're, we finished this movie. I'm gonna give it a what the fuck yeah me too i'm gonna give i'm so sorry i'm looking up stuff about the car chase and i keep remembering that there's like this actress in a commercial about driving fast cars um i don't know if that has anything to do with dakota johnson or not um but uh yeah but i gave it a same thing as sam the fuck but I'm glad it's over, but also that means that you and I have to consider what our new movies are going to be for our Valentine's Day specials. I'm sure we'll find something. Yeah, we'll find something fabulous. There's got to be something out there for us, definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm glad this is over. Realistic aspects are basically covered. Uh, one big thing is marrying a stranger mm -hmm. who's like a man-child who's jealous of like a child that you're going to have. Like that's some shit um and uh i would say another realistic aspect is still the fact that like it does have the echoes of a very um like a very toxic abusive relationship and mm -hmm. that was made very clear early on in the beginning of the movie when he was mad at like Anna for wearing a bikini very ridiculous stuff that is messed up so all that stuff, not being able to drive the car, having to have no privacy, all, all these things. And those are the realistic aspects. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for a fun movie to watch for Valentine's Day, 
Um, find something else. <laughs> yeah, find something else. Don't watch this one because this one is not even that exciting. <laughs> what? Hey, Sam, how would you rank these movies? I think the first one yeah. is probably the best. So like um, one, two, three? Probably. I'd, I had a lot of issues with two just because Anna shouldn't have gotten back together with him. So right. one as a standalone is probably the best. Yeah, so just like one. <laughs> yeah, but two, you have so many toxic aspects in that relationship. So I might put three ahead of it just for that aspect because I was really mad with Anna in two. Yes. Yeah, and definitely. I two also just had a lot of some of the same issues with three where not a lot happened, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it was like a bunch of mini climax sequences. Yes. Like you have the shit going on with her boss, but then that's resolved fairly easily. And then you have the helicopter crash, but that's resolved in like 15 minutes. It is. So I might, it's hard to say if I would put three above two or two above three, but if one is a standalone, I think that would be a great movie because she gets into this BDSM relationship, realizes he's toxic and bad for her and breaks it off and that's it so yeah and that's it so that would make that for actually a pretty good movie because it would turn her character into like something even more empowering mm-hmm. yeah well that's that then goodbye <laughs> 50 shades goodbye and good bye, luck. Bye, bye. goodbye so yeah goodbye 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 so okay um If uh, I have nothing else to say, are we ready for the outro? Yes. The end notes. Sorry, I sounded too. I sounded too eager, but that's it. Yeah, you're like goodbye, girls. Okay, don't don't leave yet. Um, (laughs) goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. So, Real Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies, and is directed by Sam Odie. Today, we learned that you should just stop at the first movie and person, and don't stranger. Um, anything else funny that we learned that sticks out to you? Um, <laughs> don't, have don't sex forget in the Airbnb with your friends. <laughs> don't have sex in a communal space. Uh, yeah, like the kitchen table. Yeah. Uh, also, don't forget your depo shot if that's your form of birth control. Yeah, and like, there's no reason for her to have ever forgotten that because I'm sure she has the best doctors and gynecologists at this point, and I'm sure that like. Her schedule is tight and Christian probably has her schedule too. Um, so it, it's almost like she like forgot on purpose. I don't know. That was like a gray area. <laughs> all right. So we learned all that. So let's take it and apply it. Um, like what you hear, you can find Real Horror Show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, iTunes, and Pandora. Really, really like what you hear follow us on twitter at horror show pod or search for real horror show on twitter follow us on facebook at real horror show like our page and share our stuff we also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found realhorrorshow.com want to interact with us and want to make sure we're real humans and not space vampires Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. 
want to argue with us about something, or think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet, submissions are open for movie reviews. Check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. We love horror, and if you're listening, please our website where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wish list. If you feel like buying us something tangible, it will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would. Also, you can find the buy us a coffee button on our website. It's a button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. Sometimes you can't help out artists monetarily and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. And other than it being a Valentine's Day, any other pertinent news? Sam says, no, 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 oh. no. Wait, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> I said, any other pertinent news, so. Um, no, not at the moment. Um, I just said happy Valentine's Day to Happy Valentine's Day. I celebrate Valentine's Day, which falls on a Monday. So if it's just a Monday for you, then happy Monday. Um, so whatever you like, you can also treat yourself. And if you don't celebrate Valentine's Day with a partner, that doesn't mean you can't, you know, like, treat yourself on this day and like do something cool or like buy yourself something just like yeah. do your thing yeah do your thing there are no rules okay <laughs> um our outro song is called creepy doll by jonathan colton thank you fuck off and have a swell evening and this is real horror show signing off bye